The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome back to Talk of the Tune, a Newcastle United podcast. My name is Will, and as usual, I'm joined by my good pals and co-hosts, Hodgie and Gray. Yeah, right, lads? Fucking amazing. You say that's a very composed intro for you. <laughs> well, I've only just got back from, and I'd only found out about it this weekend, like, there's a pub in London called The Dolphin, which is a wall-to-wall fucking Newcastle United pub. Ali Fraser and I went for some food beforehand. It's by King's Cross. It was that packed. Fucking 20 minutes before we could even get to the bar. My non-swearing thing's gone out the fucking window, by the way. Right. New Year's resolution's gone. Listeners, I don't know about you, but I don't really care about a pub in London. I care about what's just happened in the last two hours. <laughs> Context usually helps. Anyway, I've lost my fucking voice because it was that buzzing, but we're through to the fucking final of the League Cup. Can you believe it? Hodgie, what are your thoughts? <laughs> That's my fucking thoughts, man. How fucking mad, like, you know when, like, we keep going back and saying, oh, first memories of football, like, yours was, like, the FA Cup final. This is, like, a proper memory. We'll actually be able to drink it all in, experience every element of it, like, as a fucking proper adult, drinking beer, singing songs, swearing without your mum hearing, Will. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking right. I mean, we've been in finals in our lifetime, but far too young to, like, remember anything. This is totally unknown. I mean, Gray, you were at the match today. How are you feeling? Like buzzing. Walked in about 10 minutes before kickoff. The place was just packed in scarves, like swinging, just unreal. From a kickoff, just goosebumps all the way through. Afterwards, just the noise coming out of the place was just ridiculous. It was tangible and fucking Jesmond, man. It was tangible down here, man. Honestly, you could tell. Going into the match, I was like a little bit nervous, a little bit anxious. I mean, 1-0 is a very slender lead into a semi-final second round, but, God, I mean, the crowd were there. For some fucking reason, Idris Elba was there. I don't know if you saw that on the telly. In the fucking pub in London, everyone just, Idris is a Jordy. Idris is a Jordy. (laughs) They're all coming out of the closet now, aren't they? Honestly, it was unreal, man, watching it. I had fucking Gordon Ashby on it before the game, like being paraded in front of the crowds. I can't remember the the last time we had some new signings paraded. You had, what was it, Shaq, the DJ, playing before the game? Yeah, DJ Shaq. Half time as well. John Joe came on to say his goodbyes. I mean, 
Fucking hell. Everything around the game was absolutely mental. But if we talk about the game itself, I mean, within five minutes, Sean Longstaff has put us 1-0 up. The unlikeliest of goal scorers. Hodgie, what were your thoughts about his first goal? Oh, it was mad. Like, it was so funny <laughs> when that goal went in. There was just one lad in the background went, I'm putting him on for a fucking hat-trick. Here we can. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> ah, when that first one went in, man, I just like the relief. I went through my body. I was just like, oh my God, like some fucking breathing space. Like that was just, it just calmed any nerves. I started off this morning. I woke up excited. I was like a little kid at Christmas. I was like, this is going to be great. The more the day went on, the more I was just like, oh my God, impending doom is coming. And then that just like lifted it. It's not like you to be a pessimist, is it? <laughs> yeah, that's Gray's job. <laughs> Mr. Positive. I mean, the interplay for both of our goals, by the way, oh. was fantastic. Like just the pass and go between Bruno, Joe Linton, Willock for the second goal. And Dan Byrne was obviously involved in the second goal as well. But short, long staffed Gray. I mean, well-deserved brace. Should have been three. <laughs> yeah, good on the lad. I was saying in the pub before, like he's he's over to a goal, and once he gets one, oh, you fuck. I, I said he was going to get six. I mean, I might have been speaking to one of our <laughs> potential competitors on the podcast scene. Who? My good mate Ian Sutcliffe. What's his podcast like? Not relevant. I'm not going to say <laughs> someone else's podcast on her own, am I? Why have you been talking to him then? <laughs> Because I'm uh, for a pint, trying to trying to build our, uh, our followers, you know, <laughs> learn from the masters. I can just imagine, man, you and Sooty having the absolute worst football crack ever before the game. <laughs> oh, I think Sean Longstaff's going to get six. I mean, got a third of the way there, so I can't really knock you that much. But fucking, hell. it's just great to see. It's long overdue, and he's just for a local lad to do it as well. It's just, you couldn't honestly. It's written in the stars. The relief on his face, you could just see all the players were just so buzzing for him. I think he was the most puzzled, wasn't he? He's such an unsung hero for our team, I think. The legwork he puts in, the position he gets in, like normally we're used to seeing it picked out of row Z. Normally when he gets into the box, we manage to keep them both on the floor, which uh, <laughs> was a shock and everyone around me was in shock. Honestly, just great team goals. Like you say, the build-up to them, especially that second one was... Oh, so good. Oh, it was silky, wasn't it? Bruno's little touches around the player, unbelievable. I mean, talk about someone playing to the occasion, Hodgie. Is this what it's taken to get the best out of Sean Longstaff? I think he's been pretty consistent, to be fair, though. Like, finishing's not like... <laughs> but like his, his more defensive play, I'd say, has been. But for him just to step up like that was mental. And if he can get into that frame of mind for the final, I'd be very happy. <laughs> oh, if he can play that way again, unbelievable. I mean, hopefully this is a, a starting point for him. We've been saying for a long time that's the one kind of element of his play that needs to work on the finishing. And he's popped it with two very, very good finishes there. I mean, you could arguably say the keeper should be doing better on the first one, but the second goal, I mean, it's just on a plate for him. It's harder to miss. Having said that, Joe Linton missed an open goal last time we played Southampton, so nothing is impossible. Hmm. I don't know. I don't think you're giving him credit there. Like, he hit that ball hard at first one. Who? Longstaff. He, he, he struck it pretty well. And the and the keeper's got a decent foot to it, so I think hand. you know, it's a hand. Well, he's got hands for feet. That's why. Yeah, no, I, 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 I just getting carried away in the yeah, in the occasion of it all. For his potential third was well <laughs> struck. Like that was mad. I'm pretty sure that should have been a handball. That like before he had a chance to take a shot. There's two possible penalties in that game as well. Hmm. There's one where Callum Wilson's dragged back by that fucking Liang. By his heat. Who is, I. That Lianco was then hiked off at fucking half time. So you could tell the manager's gone, oh, no, he's not playing for the occasion. And then the second one is definite handball if Joe Linton's was a handball in the previous game. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, Hoji, what are your thoughts around the controversial moments in the game? There's one big controversial moment that we'll get onto in a second, but in terms of those possible penalties, what were your thoughts? I can't say his name. Is it Ianku or the, the Brazilian? Ianku, you shied him. He lost his head in the first leg, so for him to even get a starting position, I thought was quite interesting. I think Wilson maybe is, like, obviously lifts his legs up and tries to make a bit most of it, but nowadays under VAR, like, it seems to be pretty much nearly everything goes. I know that Howard Webb's trying to change that, but in majority of Premier League games, I would see that being given. And then the second one, handball, just kind of yes, no. Like it's it's that awkward area between like the armpit, but also the ball hit the shoulder. So it's interesting to see how that was taken. But I think in all, the refereeing was fair, I would say. Cool. I don't think there was anything really, really underwater apart from that first one on Wilson. I would say he's got definitely. such a punchable face, that referee. He was fucking getting my face. <laughs> I don't know how you said that, watched him on the telly as well. I mean, I felt he was fairly inconsistent. Like, I mean, Gray, you feet on the ground you were in the stands what what were your thoughts i thought he was awful nice poor lad. to be fair i think he was fair but without trying to come onto the incident he let a lot go on the pitch which probably deserved yellow cards the number of fouls southampton made i don't know what the foul count was but it must have been close to two if not three to one in southampton's favor the number of little petty fouls and breakaway fouls and things they made was just not on and you just can't let teams get away with that at this level. Right, but he's let a lot go away for fucking Bruno as well, though. Should yeah. Should have had a yellow card a lot earlier. If you give him that, he was fair. But then, yeah, he, I just there's a lot of questionable decisions. Like, just a lot of soft free kicks and some which weren't given. Especially, like, you look at the foul on Wilson in the penalty box. Like, it didn't even mm. appear that there was a check. And the handball as well. That's the thing. It just, I don't know, it seemed inconsistent. And, like, if you look at the two handballs that were ruled out, but had goals disallowed last time. Like Joe Linton's was harsh if it was even a handball, but it was an on-field decision. And then for them to overturn Armstrong's as well, and then not to give the one today, I just don't understand. All we ask for is consistency, but where is it? VAR supposed to do this? That's what I mean. Like if that's not a handball this week on the Southampton defender, Joe Linton shouldn't have been a handball last week. Anyway, I don't want to get bogged down in fucking dodgy decisions and whatever. The overall message is, we're through to the fucking final. I'm absolutely buzzing. However, one downside come out of that game. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. App participation restaurants. 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. And I've heard a lot of differing stories on this. Obviously, Bruno's been sent off in the game, which is not ideal. I mean, if anything, the ref probably did the right thing on this occasion. He gave him a yellow card initially, went back and looked at it. Hoji, I know you were watching the telly. I was watching the telly. It looked like a pretty fucking Stonewall red card to me. Like, cannot argue. Yeah, I think there's no complaints about that, really. His ankle's bent at nearly 90 degrees angle, like when they put the still on there. 
it's just slightly ill-timed. Like, obviously, Bruno's gone in maybe a step ahead of him and he's just put his foot out, but it's a still more red, really. I don't think you can complain with that at all. No, I mean, I imagine a lot of people in the stadium will have been arguing with that, going, what the fuck are you doing, ref? But us being at home and having the advantage of watching the replays, it's a fucking stone waller. I mean, Gray, as I say, difficult to see from where you are, but was the impression it was a bad tackle? From where I sat, it looked like he got the ball. But one of the lads who sat next to me actually timed going to the toilet perfectly. So he came back and said he watched the replays and he said it was pretty stonewall. But again, it goes back to the way the referee's refereeing the game. He's let a lot go. So actually, I don't know. I've not seen it yet, so I, I can't really comment. But I feel like it, it's so, so sad to see. It's really sad. It had to happen to Bruno as well, didn't it? Like our talisman at the moment who can do no wrong. He was nearly in tears as he was walking off. Like they kept putting the camera on him. And oh, it was a very emotional blow. Well, he was when he went off injured, didn't he, at half time uh, a couple of weeks ago? I love that about him. So emotional, so, so fragile. passionate, is he? Just, just want to look after him, don't you? All the time. <laughs> give him a hug. It's all right, Bruno, lad. You'll be all right. Bruno's <laughs> fucking magic. But apparently, he's also out for the next three games. So mm. with that straight red, I think he misses the next three games. And yep. all the lads in the pub were saying that he misses the next three league games mm-hmm. so that he will actually be available for the final. Is that what you've heard as well? Yeah, that's correct. Well, that's one thing, isn't it? If anything, it really highlights our lack of depth at centre mid now. But as we were saying on the chat beforehand, the arrival of Anthony Gordon allows Joe Linton to drop back to CM. Gordon goes at left mid, and then Willock or Longstaff, probably based on that game, Willock drops to the bench, and then you've got someone to come on as well. You've obviously also got Elliot Anderson as well, who came on for a little part, but I don't think he's ready. Does that really highlight our frailties, Gray, at centre mid with Shelby going? Does it matter we're in a cup final? <laughs> Doesn't matter if we've not got any fucking players. As long as none of the others get sent off, like Big Joe or, or Sean. It'll be good because Howe is almost forced into this change. I think it'd be a little bit unfair on Maxi to bring Gordon straight in. Maxi probably deserves a chance. Maybe even throw Isaac out on the left. I know he doesn't necessarily like playing out there, but he has done it before. It's an opportunity to mix things up, and who knows like what how it could do. I'm quite excited to see because I feel like we needed a change a little bit tonight, but he's stuck with the same team, and I mean it got us through. But who knows? I'm just looking on Twitter at the minute. They've done another like video inside the dressing room. Sean Longstaff's won man of the match, and it's Eddie Howe gone to his team talk. He's on Longy. You've got to do a Dan Burn for us. <laughs> <laughs> he's done the right thing. He's gone no. <laughs> I've also just seen a picture of John Joe Shelby in a Nottingham Forest kit, which mm. makes me a little bit sad and also confused, given that yeah. he's been with us for the last seven years and has been, I hate that term, but everyone uses it, a great servant for the club. I mean, Hodge, we're absolutely buzzing to be through to the final, but a little bit sadness that John Joe's on his way out, or do you think the time was right? He's spent nearly a quarter of his life at Newcastle United. How mad is that to think about? is mad it's crazy and i think he's been here through thick thin tough times he's personally developed which started kind of under rafa benitez when he started sending him to a bit of a mental health expert to start Mm. getting rid of his anger issues and stuff like that and the way that he's held himself through all this kind of change and accepted that he's maybe he's not in the plan but still been there for like secondary games or like kept professional throughout the whole thing and i think it's yeah it's really good to see that and we've done the right thing and given him an actual send off like a proper yeah, come out at half time, clap 
thank you very much for your service and now it's best for you to move on and he, he totally accepts that there's no kicking there's no fuss being made up no bad blood he's just gone you know what like i'm good yeah yeah so i'm i'm, I'm not happy that he's gone that's that's not like a thing like I, I, I would be good to maybe even see him leave on a free but it's it's good the way that's happened if that makes sense I think so. I'm just looking at the Instagram now. They've done their customary team picture in the dressing room and John Joe's in it. I think that's a really classy move as well. Yeah, I think it's a move that kind of suits all parties involved. Like, we get someone off the wage bill who's quite a high earner, apparently about 70 grand a week. He's not really played for us this season, so he's not exactly going to be a huge miss because he's been out with injury. Nottingham Forest get a player with loads of Premier League experience at a time that might be quite important for them. And obviously, John Joe gets the security of a longer contract as well. So it's just one of them ones that sounds right across the board, but very sad to see him go. So he bossed it in the championship and has been a part of quite a lot of memories in recent years for Newcastle. Bit annoyed we didn't get anyone in to replace him. I mean, Gray, happy with the business that we've done. It's obviously transfer deadline day today. It looks like it's just going to be Gordon and Ashby in. The two players you brought in are good signings. The jury's still out a little bit on Gordon, but I mean, I, I'm a big fan of his and I think he will do well under the right manager in how Harrison Ashby seems to be quite a promising prospect and to be Trippier's understudy is quite a good move in forward planning as well because I think a lot of people forget Trippier is getting on a little bit. He's like 32 now, isn't he? Yeah, so probably only got another couple of years, I guess, in his prime, but still an unbelievable player and we need to make the most of it and will probably be a leader throughout the next, shall we call it a transition period? I mean, it's a shame to see two quite important players for us over the last six months or so leave in Chris Wood and Shelby and not necessarily be replaced. But mm. like you say, I think it's hard to complain. I think it's good for all parties involved. I mean, they're both going to Forest. Do you wish them well, especially Shelby. He deserves it. He deserves to be playing football. I hope to see at least them stay up and not cause us too much harm in the future. Yeah, I hope not. I hope not. And we keep saying this, trust the process. They know what they're doing. They've served us right so far. You've got to trust in the management and the ownership. And to get 30 million for them as well is great business. Uh, that's the other side. Like It helps on the financial fair play front. But, I mean, do we think we've got enough to get us through to the end of the season? I fucking hope so. Hodgy, obviously, we've got our sights on Wembley now. Sounds like just from the initial chats that getting tickets is going to be near on fucking impossible. But I hope you boys are going to come down to London and we'll look after you down here, regardless if we get tickets to Wembley. It looks like it's going to be Manchester United in the final. Going to be a tough one, isn't it? A hundred percent. Because they're obviously riding high on form. I think, what is it, Rashford scored or assist in like nine or ten games or something. So it's a different beast to what we've come against. And they've been kind of steamrolling some teams as well. So it's going to be a very interesting fixture. It'll be good to see how we actually prepare ourselves. But the way that we have been defending... Maybe it's not so much the last however many minutes of this game. It's not fair to look at that because we were one man down. But in every other game this season, we have been dogged. We've worked hard. And if we can continue that into there, then hopefully our front line can reap the rewards. I mean, how good is it to say that we are the best defensive team in Europe? To go into a final, that's got to have some confidence behind it. Like I were drawn with Barcelona. I've got one more than Man United and Man City. Yeah. I mean, it was very, very strange to see Nick Pope concede a goal. but got to give Che Adams credit where credit's due like what a goal by the way hell of a finish unfortunately coming from a mistake and a very loose pass from Joe Willock who I don't think had his best game today was a frustration in the stadium with that pass and that goal Gray yeah clear mistake punished for it can't really give a striker of Adams quality that space and yeah he just buried it didn't he it was a hell of a strike 
I think some of it probably comes from a bit of fatigue for Willick. He's been running nonstop <laughs> for the last like 10, 11, if not longer. Well, he's had a week off though. He's had a week off, but still, I mean... And training. I'm not making excuses for a professional athlete. Sounds like you are. He is a workhorse and he's trying to socks off. But you can't make that sort of mistake and not expect to be punished by it. And I'm sure he'll hold his hands up and admit it. And hopefully it'll do him good for the long run. Like he'll learn from it. Hodge? At a different point in the game, if it was nil-nil, he doesn't take that shot on. I think he's got that ball and out of half frustration and half just thought, fuck it. Mm. He's just hit that and thought, I'm going to chance it because something can happen and it has. He's taken the opportunity there, and it, by all means, are absolutely fantastic strikers. As soon as he hit it, I was just like, "Shit!" Like he just had goal written all over it, didn't it? Really, it did. He couldn't hit it much better, like, and it just shows that Premier League teams will punish you for any mistake you make, and that's what should be expected. I mean, Nick Pope pops up to make a very good save from Adam Armstrong, the little fucking traitorous hobbit. <laughs> <laughs> You've been waiting so long to say that, haven't you? <laughs> he was getting slagged to fuck in the pub. I'm not very happy with him. But that threw ball from Southampton just cut us in half, and I don't know how he's not put that away, but thankfully he didn't. Mm. But we've come away. 3-1 winners on aggregate. Uncomfortable last 20 minutes or so. I mean, an uncomfortable second half, I'd say. I mean, Southampton all over us. But we've grounded out. We've won, and we're through to a final. I'm not sure there's much more we can say. This is quite a spur-of-the-moment recording, given that we're all absolutely fucking buzzing to be through to the final. So we may record again soon, but just wanted to get our thoughts now. Did you guys have any other points you wanted to share before we wrap up? I think it's just come through the last couple of minutes of the transfer window that Darlow's off to Hull. I've seen that, yeah. Yeah, so... I think that was all sorted before the game, but Eddie Howe mm. was like, All right, he's going to be with us until after the League Cup semi-final, yeah. and then he's going to go. Uh, so I think that was uh, written in the stars. But, mm-hmm. I mean, who does that leave us with, Hodge? Is that Pope, Dubrovka and Karius? And also Gillespie as well. Don't think your name for like. No, I think it probably leaves us enough depth at goalkeeper, doesn't it? Like, oh, 100%. Yeah, for sure. Get someone off the wage bill, I suppose, and what we can exactly. utilise later in the year. Gray, anything else from you? No, I'll just see you at Wembley. <laughs> oh, mate. Fuck, unbelievable. I mean, as I say, mission, get some fucking tickets, which we should call Mission Impossible. Mm. But let's cross all fingers and toes, and Hodge might actually kill something or someone for tickets. So, <laughs> well, what's he said in the group, Hodge? That is not, that is not podcast appropriate. <laughs> um, but that's great. Thanks. Uh, yeah, thanks for your thoughts, lads. Um, do the quick socials. So, you can find our podcast on all major podcasting platforms, so Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Acast, etc., etc. Would really appreciate it if you give us a follow and a five-star review if you're feeling super generous. Like uh, you can find us on Twitter at tott podcast, on Instagram at tott underscore podcast. Don't know how many T's I did in there. Let's keep going. Or on Facebook by searching for Talk of the Tune Podcast and YouTube. What's the YouTube handle? Talk of the Tune Podcast. That's <laughs> um, <laughs> We're original, like. So if yeah, yeah man. We'll, we'll appreciate the views. Uh, please, what is it, Hodge, you're going to say? Please like and subscribe. Oh, my God. I hate you so much for saying that. <laughs> but yeah, I really appreciate your support. It's been a pleasure as always, and we'll catch you in the next one. See you later, alligators. Bye. See you, Wembley. Bye. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around 
to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.